Welcome to the Go Hack Something podcast, where education and technology meet. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about where I buy my electronic supplies. I'm going to let you in on some buying secrets and some lessons that I've learned over the years. I'm your host, Will Bushy, author of Wired for Coding. Ross is out on assignment this week. He should be back, I think, next week, and he'll be with us, and we'll do a couple more episodes uh, together. On today's episode, I want to talk specifically about where I buy different electronic supplies, things like Arduinos, ESP8266s, and a lot of the supplies that I included in the kits that we built for the Hack Sioux Falls event that's currently going on right now. So this weekend, we held a little mini event. It was part of Arduino Day 2018. Uh, Arduino is the microcontroller. It's got a little bit of a dev board educational platform. Super, super popular. Uh, I don't know how many years they've been doing this Arduino Day. I talked about it in an earlier podcast, um, but we just had that here this weekend, this past weekend. And last year they did, I think it was the first one that they did for the Arduino Day. And it's just a worldwide celebration. It's just, hey, come on out, learn a little bit about the Arduino. Different events hold different types of activities. Uh, ours, I just combined it with our existing Hacks Who Falls workshop. Had some of the kids stick around. They could show other kids that came in and uh, about their projects, about the Arduino. They could show them a little bit about what they were building as part of the Hacks Who Falls. The previous week, we did some uh, soldering and with some soldering kits. So the kids could show off some of their soldering kits, which actually turned out to be a really neat activity. Um, but anyway, this weekend, uh, during that event, I actually had a number of parents ask me, it's like, hey, you know, I, I'd be interested in uh, buying some of these microcontrollers, but I just, you know, where do you get them? And that's not that uncommon of a question. I'm surprised at how many people uh, just think there's some mysterious place that you can get these supplies. Um, but anyway, a couple of parents asked me that and I thought, hey, that might be something worth talking about and diving in a little bit deeper. Uh, because I do get asked all the time and partly is because I'm, I'm always showing different projects that I built and I've got different things that I, I always carry uh, an Arduino and ESP8266 and a Raspberry Pi in my computer bag. Uh, just because, you know, if somebody asks a question or if they want to know what I'm doing, it just makes it more real when you're able to pull it out and say, well, this is an Arduino. And honestly, most people that I run into have never seen one. They may have heard of it or they may know that such a, a, a kind of a development project board exists, but they've never held one and they just it's just something they've never seen. So being able to materialize it in the real world just helps so much, uh, which is one of the reasons why I do carry those things around. I also carry around LEDs and little coin cell batteries. Uh, if I run into kids that are maybe a little bit interested in electronics, I'll give them to them and I'll say, hey, you know, build your first circuit. <laughs> and they can just bridge the LED across the um, the battery. And of course, it only works one way because it's a diode. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, like 50-50 chance of guessing it right. And of course, half the time they don't. Um, but that gives you a quick opportunity to explain kind of how the circuit works and why it only works in one direction. And the LEDs that I usually carry are these flashing LEDs. So they've got a little tiny microcontroller in, or a little chip in there that cycles through RGB colors and in a couple of different patterns. So they're, they're a nice little effect as well. But anyway, back to today's topic, you know, where do I buy supplies? And everybody assumes that you probably have to go to some electronics wholesaler or, or something, or you need to have an electrical engineering background in order to buy things. But um, I think the biggest thing people worry about is just nervous about buying the wrong thing. And I completely understand. And when I got started out, I didn't know exactly what I wanted. And if you go to big stores like eBay or Amazon, it can be quite overwhelming 
the descriptions don't always match up with what it is that you want to build. And if you head over to something like an Instructables, a lot of times people will list a, a link over to the supplies and they'll usually list those to go back to eBay or back to Amazon. And it can be very intimidating when what you're looking at may not match up or there's no documentation about how to, the lead wires get connected, for example, or how you even get started with an Arduino. So the big place that I always direct people over to, uh, there's actually two places. One is Adafruit and the other is SparkFun. And both of them are really, really good websites for when it comes to a beginners and an introduction into the Arduino or, or other platforms. Uh, they cover a tremendous amount of different development boards, Arduino, ESP8266, and Raspberry Pi being the three um, uh, biggest ones. But on both of their websites, if you start down a path of maybe you pick a sensor, maybe you want to do something with a uh, rangefinder or with a PIR, a passive infrared, well, if you go to the page that sells that, they'll list all the other components that you might need. So, And they also, both of the sites have different build guides, and they'll link those build guides in. And there'll be something that gets you started. So if you wanted to have a motion sensor that triggers when you walk in the room, you know, maybe it lights up an LED or it sounds a siren, they probably have a, a build guide that's close to that that you can then use as a starting point. And they'll also list all of the other components and modules that you'll need right back into their store. And then lastly, they'll list any, any code or the exact build steps that are needed, which can be very critical if you've never written any Arduino code before. It's always so much easier to get started if you've got an example project. And both of these companies, Adafruit and SparkFund, also build a lot of the connector libraries to those sensors. So if you do end up buying a, um, say, a temperature sensor, a DH22 or DHT22, uh, that needs a special library because nobody's going to want to start by trying to decipher the exact um, sequence of bit patterns in order to determine uh, what the temperature and humidity is. So what you can do is you'll you can just go to um, this is built into the Arduino platform, but you can go into the library and you can search through that and look for a DHT22 sensor. And you're going to find that both Adafruit and SparkFun have example libraries or libraries with example code. And you can just one click install them. That pulls the library down automatically. And then it also gives you some example code. And usually they'll have two or three or four different examples, kind of depending on what it is that you're trying to do. And you can just start with those example codes and then you can start to combine different ones together. And it's always a really good idea to start with the example code and get that working because you never know if that sensor doesn't work or if you have it wired up incorrectly or if you've got some other problem. It's so much easier to know from the very beginning that, hey, this particular sensor is working. I can prove it. Okay, now you can start to make the modifications. So I'd always recommend people start at uh, those two sites. And again, it's Adafruit. It's spelled A-D-A-F-R-U-I-T.com. Uh, it's a little bit of a weird name, but uh, they have some really, really good resources. And the other is SparkFun, and it's S-P-A-R-K-F-U-N.com. Uh, and like I said, both of them sell components. They sell the Arduino platforms. They have kits for them. And they also have uh, the example code and some example projects. Once you've kind of mastered that, or maybe you've figured out what you want to build and you've built a couple of them and or a couple of these projects, and now you might want to start to explore, or maybe you need 10 Arduinos instead of one. Um, those sites, while they're great for education and they're great for getting the kits put together and great for providing you that kickstarting 
uh, the prices are often a little bit higher. And Adafruit, actually both of them, they make a lot of the boards themselves. So it's super high quality. You're never going to go wrong buying from either of those two vendors. Um, but sometimes you don't necessarily need that highest quality or the project that you're working on. You know, you can go a little bit on the less expensive side and still be successful on your project. Now, once you kind of graduate from those sites, I would shoot you over to Amazon. Between Amazon and eBay, I buy about 99% of all of the electronics that I use. Now, when I say eBay, uh, obviously that's not a seller, there, or that's not one seller. There's you know, thousands and thousands of sellers on eBay. And where what you'll find is they're broken into pr- predominantly two categories. One are going to be U.S. suppliers that you can have a pretty quick shipment on, and the other is going to be straight out of uh, China, uh, mostly Shenzhen, China, where all these products are actually put together. And there's just factories and factories of them, and all of the supply is right there. And I don't know exactly how this works, but the shipping from China is super, super cheap. Uh, That's probably something I should look into a little bit deeper and figure out why China Post can send a small envelope from China to the U.S. for uh, less than a dollar. Uh, But for some reason, uh, the economics of it work out and they can. So most of the time you'll find either free shipping or shipping that'll be somewhere around a dollar to maybe two dollars if it's a super large item like uh, like 20 Arduinos. <laughs> and, I, and I've bought 20 Arduinos before. Uh, trust me, the, the, the shipping from China still very inexpensive and it comes in a nice little box uh, all put packaged together. Um, but anyway, once you kind of graduate out of the, the initial uh, hobbyist and you want to move on and maybe get more exposure with a lot of different components, I would definitely look into Amazon and eBay. The Amazon, I buy a lot of stuff from Amazon if I need it quickly, within a few days to a week. You can buy pretty much anything that you would need from electronic standpoint from Amazon, even extremely uh, obscure uh, integrated circuits. I've been surprised uh, thinking, well, there's no way they're going to have that. But sure enough, there's at least a seller or two on Amazon that will have them. So I do buy a lot of things from Amazon if I need them quickly. And there's also a little bit more on, on different components, things that I would always buy from Amazon. I'll, I'll talk about those here in a minute. If you do buy things from eBay and you buy them from a, a China seller, eBay is very good about telling you where they're coming from, what the country of origin is, and estimated ship times. Now, you'll notice if you look in the estimated ship times from a lot of these Chinese resellers, there'll be anything from, uh, they'll usually say like 14 to um, 28 days. <laughs> and they'll have the actual days. So they'll they'll say, hey, expect, expect this between June 1st and, and June you know, 28th. Um, and surprisingly, they're pretty accurate. Uh, they always seem to fit within those two timeframes, but it's always, you know, a six uh, or a four to six week window of time. And I have had things that have taken uh, less than 10 days to show up and things that have taken at least six weeks to show up. So you definitely need to plan ahead if you're going to order things from eBay. But also keep in mind, the prices can be just so cheap. It's just insane. Uh, something that you would normally buy from eBay at maybe $10, or I'm sorry, Amazon that you could get for $10. You can often buy them direct from China for $2 to $4. Uh, Again, it depends on the product. I have uh, seen things where the price on Amazon and the the cheapest price you can get from China in eBay 
are about the same price. So I usually do check, especially if it's something where I'm going to buy a whole bunch of them because I would just as soon buy them from Amazon and get them within a few days. But a lot of times the price difference is very, very significant. But I have had a lot of great success buying from uh, China sellers. I've bought Arduinos and I've bought a whole bunch of ESP8266s. I bought pretty much every sensor you could think of. I bought huge resistor packs or capacitor packages um, and um, just a ton of um, like buttons and switches. I've bought hundreds and hundreds of items from eBay. And honestly, I've only had a few instances where what showed up either wasn't exactly what I ordered or it was of extremely low quality that I couldn't use. Uh, a couple examples, I bought some solder and it was probably too cheap to be true uh, straight from China. And when it got here, I, I tried to use it and it, it didn't melt correctly. Uh, it was, it was. I'm pretty sure, it, even though it was labeled leaded solder, I'm pretty sure it was lead-free solder. So not the end of the world. I'm sure it does work just fine, but um, it's not exactly what I wanted. It was incorrectly labeled, but you know, again, not a big deal. It was $3. <laughs> Chalk that up to all the other savings. Another item that I bought, I bought a um, and I, I separated them into a couple of different shipments because I needed 25 of them, uh, these LED strips. And I don't know exactly what happened, but one of the packages made it and the other did not. It was returned back to the sender. So I don't know if it got stuck at customs and then got kicked back. It took about four weeks before all of a sudden I got this email from the seller saying, yep, that's not coming. Please reorder. Um, but the first package uh, did show up. So I'm not sure why one made it through and, and the other did not. Another, uh, and again, sometimes it comes down to warning, but there was some wires that were listed as Arduino hookup wires, which they're not expensive, but this price was very cheap and they were uh, relatively short. They didn't have connectors on the end. They were just tinned um, tin solder ends. And I thought, well, those would be perfect, you know, even if they're just um, used in some breadboards or something and, and I ordered them, they were less than a dollar. Um, but when they got here, uh, they turned out to be about three inches long and they were super thin wire, like much smaller than 30 gauge wire. So largely completely useless. Um, but anyway, uh, minor, minor detail again, compared to all the other things that have been hugely successful. I have had a few components that showed up that just the quality just wasn't there. They just didn't work. I had some uh, little uh, little battery cell holders where they were uh, some type of uh, aluminum and the threads weren't cut correctly on them and they didn't go back together. Uh, but in general, man, I bought hundreds and hundreds of items and have not really had very many problems. So I, I wouldn't hesitate to buy things from eBay. You do kind of have to look at it. I, I usually buy from sellers that have been around for many years, as well as sellers that have tens or hundreds of thousands of positive reviews. You can kind of spot them pretty easily. And they do work really, really hard to make sure that what they're selling and representing is correct. Uh, I did have one time uh, just something completely random showed up. I have no idea. Uh, it was some uh, rulers, <laughs> nothing to do with what I ordered. And I didn't even know what was supposed to be in the box uh, because I, I order a lot of things and they're never marked and they come, the seller never matches on the envelope with who you bought from the eBay itself. And so it took a little bit of time for me to just wait for other things to show up. And then as a matter of, uh, of, uh, eliminating the things that I did receive, I figured out what it was that never showed up, messaged the seller and say, hey, that that never showed up. I'm not sure if this other thing was it. And they just simply refunded the money um, without any any issues at all. So again, very, very, very happy with everything in general that I've been able to, to buy from eBay. 
Now, there are some things that I probably would avoid buying straight from China and off of eBay. Now, this isn't a hard and fast rule. I'm, I'm sure you can be successful in some of these, but things that I've been seeing from other people on YouTube or even just with my experience, I think I would avoid buying solder. A lot of the solder in China is lead-free anyway, so I have a funny feeling that most of the solder you get if it comes straight from China, even though it may be le labeled leaded, it may actually be lead-free, so I'd probably avoid that. I would avoid anything that's going to be just absolutely performance critical in your projects. Like I wouldn't trust these Arduino clones that I bought for $3.70 on any big project. Now, I think for prototyping, uh, for kids projects, for things that we're doing with Hacksu Falls, you know, they work perfect. But so far out of the 20 that we've got, I did have one go bad on me already, although I don't know exactly why. Just one of the kids is, uh, just simply wouldn't read on his computer anymore. So I took it, set it aside. I did test it out later and it did seem to work fine on another computer. So I'm not exactly sure why that one wasn't working. Um, another thing that I've seen on YouTube videos of some of the audio amplifier uh, junkies have been checking and, and um, testing some of the audio amps, especially the high-end ones that are, uh, they're not even super cheap uh, within eBay, but a lot of them are, are um, fake. I mean, they're not a complete ripoff, but they're just either labeled incorrectly or the heat dissipation is wrong uh, and the quality is just not there. So I would probably avoid anything that would be high-end. I would avoid things like flash drives too. I'm sure they're fine, but you know, when you look at something like a flash drive where you, you really want it to be reliable, I don't think I would trust something that um, would be maybe a, a, a reject or lower quality. And you just never know on something like that. I just wouldn't trust it. A couple of the things that I would completely avoid, and I think this is just goes uh, without saying, but I'll say it anyway, anything to do with high voltage, uh, even just regular appliances that might be 110 volts, I would avoid a lot of those. I've seen a lot of YouTube videos where they've taken them apart and found that you know, they're missing fuses or the wrong resistors are using. And there's a lot of videos online where they'll take apart these, these components or the um, products and then look at the components and maybe they'll even use a, a flare camera to see what the temperature readings are. And it's amazing to see how, how much they heat up and the parts will fail on them. So anything high voltage, even when I say high voltage, even at 110, I would probably avoid most of that. I wouldn't trust any test equipment. I've seen some crazy videos of test equipment, even multimeters. You know, they're going to probably work fine to throw in your in your truck or the bottom of an extra bag in an emergency when you needed a voltmeter. But I wouldn't use them on anything high voltage, including 110 volts. Um, the last thing is I would probably avoid all batteries and battery packs, especially if they already have the cells put in them. A lot of those I've seen uh, problems with people reporting. You know, the batteries are either way underrated uh, or they they say they're going to be a certain milliamp hour, but don't even come close to that. And, and a lot of the battery banks that are completely sealed, uh, a lot of them are misrepresented. They'll say they're 100,000 milliamp hours or, or 50,000 milliamp hours when in reality, they're nothing like that. I would stick with reputable sources on buying any of the batteries. And those lithium ones, there's just so many problems right now with them. 
if they're damaged or uh, incorrectly charged, that they can catch fire and explode. So I would probably avoid all of those. And I think just common sense, you know, something looks to be way cheaper than it should be. And you've got one seller selling it for a lot less than the other sellers, even from within China, I would probably avoid that. I do try to avoid that super low cost one. Try to get something maybe a little bit higher up, maybe in that middle tier uh, where hopefully you can get a little bit better quality. Um, but even that's not always a guarantee. But keep in mind also, pretty much everything, if it has anything to do with electronics, is going to be manufactured in China and probably is coming from China. Now, there's hundreds of uh, different manufacturing companies and factories in China, so there's going to be huge discrepancies in quality. Um, but you know, just because it came from China doesn't immediately mean it's going to be a bad product. Um, so just keep that in mind as well. A lot of the stuff that you get from Amazon, that stuff's coming from China as well. And there's a huge market for people buying things from direct from China, bringing them into the U.S. in larger quantities, splitting them up, and then selling them on Amazon as an Amazon reseller for you know a slight markup. Um, so even if you buy things straight off of Amazon, I would use a lot of that same cautious. If it's something that looks like it's probably priced too cheap and doesn't have some good reviews, I would avoid them. So anyway, uh, that's a little bit of experience that I've had. Like I said, I, I would say 99% of the products and uh, purchases that I've made from Amazon and, and eBay, both for electronic components, have been just fine. Haven't had any major issues with any of them. Occasionally you'll run into some problems, but it's really not worth even worrying about. I do usually buy two or more of anything that I'm going to get, especially from China as well. Uh, and that's yeah, a little bit just in case one of them doesn't work, but uh, also just to have an extra one on hand because the lead time is so significant. So yeah, uh, those were some tips and some tricks that I've learned over the years. Uh, a couple of good takeaways here today. Uh, I would definitely start off simple if you're going to get into electronics. Go ahead and head over to Adafruit, SparkFun. They've got some great resources. Before you even buy anything, I would read some of the tutorials. Maybe pick out a project or two. That's the way I always got into things. If I don't have a specific project that I'm working on, it just seems to be very hard to build something. And so I would take those first two, three, four, ten projects that you want to get and learn. Uh, and just go ahead and follow a build guide that's online. Follow somebody that's already built it. I've got a number of them online as well. I'll put some links to some of them in the show notes if you want to check them out. But also link over to the SparkFun and the Adafruit site uh, for you as well. But I would go ahead and start simple. I would start with some simple kits, maybe some sensor kits. Even on Amazon, you'll find all kinds of Arduino sensor kits. Usually the only difference between one kit and the other is the amount of sensors that are in there. But they'll all include an Arduino, a breadboard, a bunch of wires. And then some of the sensors you'll see are, that are very, very common are going to be things like temperature sensors or humidity sensors, something called a PIR, a passive infrared sensor. This is going to be what's in a motion detector, so it can detect if there's a presence in motion. Uh, the, you'll see the ultrasonic ones. They'll have the, the two little um, circles on them, the two little tubes. One was the send and one is the receive. Those are very, very common and also very accurate. And then, of course, LEDs. Man, you can never have too many LEDs. I bet you I've bought 10,000 LEDs over the last year. You know, and a lot of them you know, get hand out to kids, but it just seems like you always are using LEDs and it's just, uh, it's a lot of fun to just put them in different kits. And if you buy a kit from Amazon or eBay and they've got white LEDs and you want to use red LEDs, 
just good to have those on hand as well. And the last thing I'll just mention, and I know people know this, but a lot of times I think they forget, uh, but YouTube is just such a great resource for learning. And, and I know if you just go in and search um, intro to Arduino, you're probably going to get overwhelmed. But if you can find a, uh, one or two YouTube channels that are very good on just having a, a long intro series, maybe they cover a lot of the different topics, and you can just follow that one same uh, YouTube channel, I think you're going to have a lot better success rather than bouncing back and forth all the time. So I'll list a couple of my um, favorite YouTube channels in the show notes as well that are geared a little bit more towards uh, introduction to electronics. And also don't get bogged down in the details. Just go ahead and copy the sample code and tweak it. And don't you don't have to build things from scratch. I don't build things from scratch. So you definitely don't have to build things from scratch. So anyway, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, it'd be great to have Ross back so you don't have to listen to, to just me. <laughs> But if you have not left a review on Apple, we'd love to have you head over there and give us a big five stars. It makes such a big difference on a podcast. And as always, you can join the conversation on our Facebook page. If you do get in some of these kits and you've got some questions, shoot us a message. We'll see if we can get back to you with an answer. You can go ahead and search for Go Hack Something within Facebook, or you can find all of the links on our website. So until next time, have a good evening.